0: And welcome back to another Emmaus Road Youth podcast. It is absolutely awesome to welcome you back once again this weekend. Um, We hope you've been enjoying all the podcasts that have gone before. Um, We have a particularly special treat lined up for you today. Um, Yeah, we have Jill Weber joining us. Um, It's going to be awesome to chat um, with her a bit later. Um, Last week, we talked about how um, we hear from God. And this week, we're going to be um, looking at the flip side of the question, is how we can talk to God. Um, and so, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Um, and, yeah, Jill has kindly um, agreed to chat with us this week about that. So, Jill, why don't you tell us quickly what your name is first? Um, how long have you been at Emmaus? And then, like, one really fun fact about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm um, Jill Weber, and, uh, or Jillian, if I'm in trouble. Uh, And uh, I've got one friend in Ireland who calls me Wee Jilly, (laughs) Um, but mostly Jill. And uh, I've been in Adamaeus almost in June. It'll be two years. So moved from Canada to the UK uh, a summer and a half ago. So mm -hmm. and uh, fun fact about myself. I used to be a professional clown so I wow. make really good Viking helmets out of balloons and flowers and wiener dogs and uh, all. Co- so I have mad skills.
0: <laughs> wow, that is a very fun fact. I think that's probably our best fun fact we've had on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Jazz, Jazz Jones has some very good fun facts, but that is a very good one. It was.
1: It was a long time ago. So, yeah.
0: Um, really quickly, uh, before we move on to our game, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do at Emmaus? Cause you're on staff. Um, uh, and so tell us what does that, what does that role mean and why have we got you to come and talk about, uh, prayer this week?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I think my official job title is director of prayer and spiritual formation. <laughs> well. Basically really, truly don't tell anybody. Um, mostly I just pray and make friends. And uh, and they pay me for that. That's wow. pretty good. <laughs> but no, I think I think my my area where I I help serve the church is helping us to um, helping create spaces for encounter, places where we can meet uh, with God, where we can talk to God, where we can give God permission to come and do what only God can do mm-hmm. in our hearts and in our lives, and so. Uh, You know, it's in those spaces and those conversations with him and those places of encounter that he shapes us and forms us, thus the spiritual formation piece as well as the prayer piece. But um, so, for example, right now, I'm just helping us with morning prayer. And so we've got like 60, 70 people every morning, 8 a.m., praying together online and and um, helping with collective resources, just helping people in general grow in prayer, um, and helping Emmaus Road as a church grow in prayer as well.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to hear um, everything we're going to talk about later on. But before we get there, um, as an even deeper method of getting to know what Jill Weber is about, I thought we'd play a really quick game. Um, And what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you um, 15 this or that questions, um, and you have to answer as quickly as possible. So almost like clear your mind uh, of all distractions and then say the first thing that pops your head out of the two options that I give you. Does that make sense?
1: I can't create a third option and just say popcorn to the end of every question.
0: (laughs) Well, it depends how much you love popcorn. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. I can can do it. I can do it. I'm ready. Bring it on.
0: And not all of them are are food related. So, you know, popcorn might. But hey-ho. All right. You ready? Here we go dog or cat dog hamburger or hot dog hamburger blue or red blue pancakes or waffles
1: oh waffles
0: <laughs> iced coffee or hot coffee
1: oh hot coffee
0: tv or books books city or the countryside
1: countryside now
0: winter or summer
1: summer <laughs>
0: <laughs> card games or board games
1: oh neither not a games person <laughs> Card games, if I have to. If I have to, card (laughs) games.
0: Card games. Ninjas or pirates?
1: Hmm, I've always wanted to be a pirate.
0: SpongeBob SquarePants or Mickey Mouse?
1: I never got SpongeBob. I'd have to go with Mickey.
0: (laughs) Mickey Mouse. Coke or Pepsi?
1: Pepsi, for sure.
0: Flowers or chocolates?
1: Flowers. I'm into tulips right now.
0: Canada or the UK?
1: Oh, that is a... (laughs) That's a mean question. How many people are listening to this podcast? UK, I guess. Today, UK.
0: This is where you use that third option, say popcorn.
1: Popcorn, popcorn. I choose popcorn. Great, awesome.
0: Between Canada and UK, I choose popcorn. Awesome. I think we all choose popcorn too. Very amazing countries. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, Sweet. Um, Awesome. I thought it'd be really cool um, after that, before we move on to talking about prayer. Could you just share um, a little bit of your story with us? Like how you came to know Jesus? Um, What are some of the things that really Ah. um, helped your faith grow? Uh, And then what brought you to where you are now? Yeah, I think it'd be really cool to hear.
1: You know I'm really old, so that could take like a few hours, but I'll I'll try and give the abridged version. I think I think I would love to tell the story about how I came to meet Jesus because it's relevant to prayer. I was um I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't go to Sunday school, I didn't know any of that. Somebody'd give me a Bible at school and I thought the New Testament was super boring because it was just people talking. Uh, but the Old Testament had like battles and all kinds of things. There was a lot more action in the Old Testament, so I yeah. liked it a lot better. Um, and uh, when I was about 14, my dad became a Christian and dragged me to the local church. Wasn't super excited about that, but hey-ho, he just kind of did what you're told. And and then we went away for a week at a camp. And um, basically I went because one of the camp counselors was super cute and I wanted some more time with him. Uh, but, uh, the, the second last night of the camp, they said to us, go somewhere by yourself and pray. And I was like, I don't know what that is. So I I just went by myself. I went and sat under a tree and, um, and it was quiet and it was dark and I was by myself and I thought, well, I don't. Know really what prayer is or how to do it. So I looked up because I figured if there was a God, he'd be up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and basically I just said, Hi, I'm Jill. That was my prayer. Well, wow. deeply theological. Hi, wow. I'm Jill. And then all of a sudden, there was an answer. And all of a sudden, under the tree, I'm by myself, it's dark there's this presence, I feel this this invisible but tangible presence of something or someone around me. And I'm like, is this, I, I didn't even know what it was. Um, and, and it completely freaked me out. So I did what any normal teenager does when you are like experience invisible presences out on a dark night. <laughs> I ran back to my <laughs> cottage and, yeah. uh, the next day they shared the gospel and they told me who Jesus was and what he had done. And, um, uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm in, right. They said, does anybody want to become a disciple of Jesus? And I'm like, hello me. Cause, um, cause I thought, well, if it was an invisible person under the tree with me, the only invisible person i know about had to be god and so if god is interested in a relationship with me it would be probably super rude to just go yeah no
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: um and so that was that was a beginning for me and and so that's actually i think been a, an encounter that's really shaped my life because i i get super excited about creating these spaces for encounter I had no idea who I was talking to. I had no idea what to say, but all I did was I started the conversation and there was a response. And that for me then has led to really a life work of trying to create spaces of encounter for people to to strike up a conversation with the living God who wants to have conversation with us. And conversation led to conversion, you know, and, and, and that's led to a lifetime of me learning how to practice the way of Jesus. Um, which for me really has continued the same way it started because here's another thing. Don't tell anybody. I have no idea what I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) in my job, in my life. I don't know. My life is too big for me. Things are way too complex. And so all I do is what I did, what I learned when I was 14 under the tree. I just go, okay, here I am. What next? And then I listen. But I listen with my heart saying, I'm just going to say yes to whatever I hear God ask me to do. And that's literally been my philosophy of ministry and modus operandi all these years. And uh, and that's taken me on a crazy journey. I got trained as a church planter. Um, and then in 2001, I, I thought I was going to start a church. And instead, I bumped into something called the prayer movement. Who knew there was such a thing as the prayer movement? I didn't even know it was a thing, but that there were these communities out there that helped people pray, helped churches pray more, and helped churches pray together. Um, And I just got pulled into that whole lifestyle and then went on this 17-year crazy journey of all of these experiments in prayer, mission, and justice uh, with with a, a, a community of friends. We just went on the journey together and just saw some quite extraordinary things. And that journey took me to building a friendship with 24-7 Prayer, which, I mean, that's what 24-7 Prayer is, this global community of people exploring and experimenting with prayer, mission and justice. And then that brought me to Guildford. So here I am.
0: Here you are. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. that. I really appreciate that. And I sort of feel like you've started to touch on our first question, um, which was going to be really simply, what, what is prayer? Prayer is a word that we use in church all the time. Uh, We always encourage our young people to pray. Um, But maybe for some people, their own experience of prayer might be um, saying grace before they have a meal or saying a prayer before they go to sleep at night. I remember um, my first experience of prayer was my dad used to always drop us off at school every morning. He used to pray for us just before we got out of the car. Uh, We always knew it was coming um, and he used to do it every single school day. But it is so much more than that, Mm. isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I I developed sort of a working definition of prayer over the years. Um uh so it, as far as I see it prayer is conversation and communion with a God who loves us, you know, more than we could ever hope for and is closer to us than we could ever imagine. And I use the words, you know, conversation and communion on purpose because yeah. a lot of the time we think prayer is a lot of words. Mm. But there's more to prayer than that, and, and so that's why I like the definition. People have asked me, one of the weird parts about my job is people interview me for like podcasts <laughs> and magazines and study me for school projects, which is super weird. I kind of wow. feel like a frog being dissected on a table, but, um, but I just kind of roll with it. Yeah. And, uh, and people ask the question, does prayer work? Now, I don't actually like that question very much at all, because then because that that question then um, what that question kind of assumes or makes you think is that prayer is a machine, you know, that you would get to kind of you turn this knob and pull this lever and then something will happen or prayer is some kind of incantation. You know, if you just say the exactly right thing at the exactly right time, you'll get the exactly right response. Um you know, and and so I, I don't like the question, does prayer work? When they ask me that question, I always respond with the question, Well does talking to your spouse work? And and they're like, Uh ah, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so that kinda clears it up. So yeah, it's that communication and communion and and that looks like so so many things. I think one of the things Pete Greg taught teaches a lot about prayer. Do you want to grow in prayer, guys? Here's my commercial um, get Pete's book, How to Pray. Super easy to read. Uh, lots of exercises. Lots of good examples. But the thing he says in the book that I just love, so easy, he says, um, oh gosh, now I can't remember. <laughs> he says, keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it real. Keep it up. Keep it simple. Keep it real. Keep it up. Sitting under a tree and saying, hi, I'm Jill. That's legit. That's prayer yeah. right there
0: awesome awesome um do you have any like favorite bible verses on prayer or when people have prayed and you've resonated with what that character in the bible has been praying so like for example um one of my favorite prayers in the bible is psalm 13 like now the psalms are like a a whole book of songs and um conversations with god and people lamenting and people rejoicing and people celebrating and psalm 13 i love that one because there's like Loads of anguish and sadness in the voice of the author. Um, but like the last minute he turns it around and says, I will trust in God's unfailing love and will sing to the Lord because he is good. And like the truth of that statement yeah. being like no matter what we feel, he holds on to the truth that God is good. So that's my favorite one. But do you have like a favorite passage or a character's prayer um, that you like go yeah. to?
1: It's so funny. You know, I once, uh, there was this once this preacher called Joseph Darlington and he got up to preach his sermon. And he said, let's open our Bibles to Oh anywhere. It's all good. <laughs> so So it's it's hard to pick really. I was as I was thinking about it today, this passage from Song of Solomon came out. Now, Song of Solomon is a pretty weird, crazy book. It's it's pretty metaphoric. Essentially Song of Solomon, um the commentators are saying it's really a conversation about Jesus and his church. Mm. And so it's using lots of metaphor around all of that and, and pictures. But there's this one passage in, in a Song of Solomons 2, verse 14, and it's, it's a metaphor, but I'll, I'll share it and then I'll unpack it. It says, My dove in the cleft of the rock, in the hiding places of the mountainside, show me your face, let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet, and your face is lovely, so show me, let me show me your face, let me hear your voice and so I, I think for me, what I love about that, so the commentators would say that's actually God talking to his people, so we're the ones in the cleft of the rock, we're the ones in this secret place, hidden place when we're in prayer, we are in a secret place with God, that is a private. That's our private relationship. Jesus says, go into your room, go into your inner room. So we're in that place of where it's just us and him. And what he says to us is, I want to see your face. Mm -hmm. I want to hear what you have to say because you know what? Your voice is sweet to me and your face is lovely. And I think what I love about that, it's this articulation of the desire of God to be in communion with us, to be in conversation with us. The scripture says that we love because... He loved us first. And Jesus says, no one comes to me unless the Father draws them. So I, I think the beauty for me of prayer is is that we're being invited into a relationship with somebody who cannot wait to talk to us. He wants to have conversation, right? And And, and that changes it for me. That takes it out of like, I'm going to tick the box, get my little prayer done for the day to the duty of like, no, it's, it's almost like... Um, You wake up in the morning and God's like, she's awake. She's awake. We get to talk. You know? (laughs) So there's that just just this anticipation that God actually is is desirous of having um interaction. He wants me. And I I think it changes our emotional chemistry. I mean, just think back, Joel. Probably I don't know if you ever we had this in like in grade eight. Um, I don't know what I don't know what the corresponding, I might have been 14. And all of a sudden somebody passed me a note at school, and the note had traveled from desk to desk to desk to desk and there was a young man on the other side of the room who'd passed a note because <laughs> he wanted to ask me out very sophisticated. he probably would' have just to me now, but we didn't have whatsapp back then. so in the olden <laughs> days, we passed notes anyway, I opened up the note, and it was it was he was expressing his desire to be with me, and all of a sudden, my emotional chemistry changed I was like somebody wants me somebody wants to be with me somebody wants to have a a conversation with me and I could feel my internal world just kind of you get the butterflies and your stomach flip-flops a little bit and 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 that's what this is I think we're being invited into this vital life-giving relationship by a God who just wants to be with us because he thinks we are lovely and he can't wait to look at us he can't wait to talk to us yeah and that's what makes prayer so alive for me and that's why I want to help everybody else just step into the joy of that yeah
0: yeah yeah that's so good I think you sort of um you've definitely touched on our third question there like we was going to talk about why prayer is so important as Christians why do we pray such an uh like an emphasis on prayer as as an act and as a conversation but like you've you've like really nicely just actually said it's it's like it's a conversation. It's um community with God and how do we expect to um grow in our relationship with God if we're not gonna exercise that um that gift that is just having a conversation and being with someone and spending time with one another, or like with any relationship, like talking to one another, being with each other is integral. Uh and prayer is the, is growing that relationship. Do you have do you wanna add anything else?
1: Well, can you imagine? Probably Joel, you're a pretty nice guy, so I I can. It would be hard for me to imagine that you would ever be in like, on on the outs relationally relationally with somebody so much that they weren't talking to you. Yeah. Or just imagine that you're on lockdown with Tandia, and I don't know. You looked at her funny in the morning, (laughs) and she's just not talking to you, right? She's not talking to you. She doesn't want to be in the. This is hypothetical, (laughs) by the way, but she doesn't want to be in the same room as you, right? And I'm Mm. like. You know, when we when we avoid God, because prayerlessness is we're just trying to we're avoiding God for what and there's lots of reasons why we do it. Um, It's like being in the same room with somebody and just ignoring them and not talking to them. (laughs) And uh, and so for me, I mean, I've just been on this journey. I'm like, how do I because for me, being a Christian is about responding to that invitation of Jesus of come and follow me. Mm. Right, and learning to to actually he's my teacher, I'm his student, he's the rabbi, I'm you know I'm the apprentice, and I'm learning I'm on this lifetime journey of learning how to practice the way of Jesus, and if I'm going to ignore him, if I'm not going to listen to him, if I'm not going to talk to him, like if I went to go do Driver's ed with my driving instructor and I sat in the car and I like had my fingers in my ears going, la 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 la. I'm not listening, right? <laughs> or if I wasn't talking to him, I wouldn't learn how to drive the car, no. right? I wouldn't know how to do it. And so I for me, the only way I know how to do life is by talking to Jesus and listening to him. Yeah,
0: that's so good. That's so good. That's so true as well. Um, do you have any fun stories or experiences where you've seen prayer make a real difference in maybe a specific situation, maybe like where God has answered a prayer, Um or maybe God, like, well, he hasn't answered a prayer in the way that you thought he had or that that conversation has been the reason that's like something has changed or something has shifted. Have you got any fun experiences or stories where that's happened?
1: Well, I've got a couple, but I, I want to talk about an important one that's probably less fun, but I think really vital for right now, um, because uh, for me, I actually had had in my life, it, it, it hit in my teens and has been kind of on again, off again through my years Um, struggles with kind of a low mood. Uh, Back in my late teens, I actually had clinical depression, just really struggled. Um, It's much, much better now, but I still get these days where I just wake up and everything is bleak and everything is low. And, And it feels like my head is a flock of crows. It just feels like things are spinning and just thoughts going round and round and all this negativity and all of this heaviness and I'm sure there's no young adult who's (laughs) you know we've all had those times we've all had those moments and I think for some of us in this time right now of lockdown too, our internal when our external world gets small stuff in our internal world can get really loud and so for me I think learning to pray has been so so helpful in in learning to manage my headspace yeah When I get the negativity and the negative swirl, or I've got these kind of feelings I don't even know what to do with, and often I'll just feel stuff in my body and it'll be like, whoa, what is this? And so there's been a number of ways that prayer has been helpful for me in that regard. Sometimes when I'm feeling like, you know, my thought life, you know, we talk about spiritual warfare, that's a whole other podcast, but (laughs) essentially my experience has been The battle is in our mind, in our thinking, you know, is, is my mind going to be full of lies about who I am and who God is and what my life is about? Or is my mind going to be full of truth? And so for me, praying scripture has become essential for me to, to reclaim my brain space, ultimately, to kick out the squatters that want to fill my brain space with a whole bunch of rubbish and and to invite the presence of God into those places when my emotional life, the emotions kind of well up inside me and I don't know what to do with them. So let me talk about the two things. Number one, when the lies are like, you know, I call them the, the stupid, fat and ugly demons, right? You're stupid, <laughs> fat and ugly, <laughs> you know, and we all have a run in with those one time or another. And and uh, and I'm just like, oh, God, you know, this feels so true to me right now. And, um, but, but God, who do you say I am? And that's where, as you had said, finding, you know, finding prayers from the scripture, finding, you know, prayers in the Bible that, that I can kind of, and I actually, I use them really like weapons. I'm quite militant about it, you know? Um, so you're unloved. There's the lie. You're unloved, Jill. You are unlovely. You're unlovable. You're unloved. And I'm like, oh I feel so unloved right now. <laughs> you know, when they kind of sneak in, they will like, you're unloved. I'm like, oh, I feel so unloved. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, yeah, and you know what? Uh, scripture says, I am my beloved's and he's mine. And so I will pray that over like a 100 times a day. So when I got the fat, ugly, stupid demon going in my ear, you're, and it doesn't, it's not necessarily a demon. It could be something that somebody said to you when you were younger, just this stupid, you know, this these thoughts that come in that aren't life-giving, wherever they come from. Uh, but actually fighting for my thought life by praying scripture. I am my beloved. He's mine. I am my beloved. He is mine. I am my beloved. He is mine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, really, really, really helps. Um, and, and then I think the other time, too, when I, I get this... I think oftentimes and and we don't we don't talk about it enough in the church. we get this wordless kind of pain and groaning come up inside of ourselves. we don't know what to do with it. we just feel it and um and the best prayer for that for me has been it's out of the book of revelation, come lord jesus mm. and and I just invite i invoke the presence of Jesus. Into that place that I can't even articulate that's happening, that wordless pain that I'm carrying in myself. And I just invite his presence to come. One of my mentors once said, can you walk all the way into your sadness and invite the presence of Jesus into that place? Wow. Because that's the transformational moment. If we can it's it's the it's the remember I said keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up, it's the keep it real bit. Yeah. If we can kinda of open ourselves up to God and go, here's what I got right now. Blah <laughs>
0: This is me.
1: Come Lord Jesus. And giving God permission to come and meet you in that place. You don't have to fix it. You just need to invite him yeah. in. And then God can come and do what only God can do in the deepest parts of your spirit. I love the scriptures say that the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. We think we gotta have all the right words to pray and for our prayers to actually be useful and for our prayers to matter. I'm like, yeah, no, some of my best prayers are just groans. Yeah. I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> you know. But my heart's directed heavenward, and I've inside I'm giving him permission, I'm giving consent. I'm saying, just come on in. I just need you into my head space and invite you into my soul space to come and commune with me there. And that can make all the difference. So that's maybe not always super fun, but I think really important right now, because I know that many of us are struggling in this time, mm-hmm. Um Here's a fun one. I'll give you a fun one, light and fluffy. Um, I, I, had to, I had to go to some prayer meetings. I was living in Toronto. I had to go some, to some prayer meetings in Quebec City. It was a weekend of prayer meetings. And um, it was going to cost, I had to have money for the train and money for the hotel, money for the conference and money for the food. So on the Thursday, I had nothing. I'm like, I guess I'm not going. But I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm really supposed to be there. Can you help me with it? So later on that afternoon, about four o'clock, Somebody came by my desk and handed me enough money for the train ticket. Wow. But not enough money for the hotel room or the meetings or the food. And so I turned to somebody on my staff and I said, What do you think I should do? And she grinned at me and she said, Just get on the train. Wow. <laughs> and I thought, Oh, this could, get, this could be like really bad, you know. I'll just get on the train. It's like a nine-hour train trip away to Quebec City. Cool. Kind of cold out still. I can't really sleep on a bench, you know. And, uh, and so I, it was one of those, like, a scripture came to mind. And again, prayer is listening as well as talking. So in the midst of me going, what do I do? All of a sudden, this scripture popped into my heart. Without faith, it's a, impossible to please God. And I thought, oh, well, the inverse then is true. So faith actually pleases him. So I could be a total idiot and get on this train and show up in Quebec City with no money for anything. But I pleased God. I made him smile. Am I up for that? I thought,
0: yeah, yeah. I am.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> so I got on the train and I was a little nervous. I'm on the train and I'm like. You know, I didn't have any credit cards. There's no plan B. So my heart's like, you know, and I get on the train. I'm like, I have no idea how this is going to turn out. So I'm just praying away. And I get on the train and a friend of mine gets on the train in the next station. Turns out he's going to the same meetings. And I'm like, do I tell him? Do I tell him I don't have money for food? And I thought, no, 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 that's totally cheating. I can't tell him. (laughs) Halfway Halfway through the train journey, he says... Oh hey, you know what? My friend and I were driving back. Why don't you cash in your return train ticket and I'll just drive you home? And I'm like, ta da. There we go. Okay, I got some <laughs> money. Maybe that'll get me off a park bench for one of the nights. I still don't have money for the meetings or for food, but it's something, right? I'll take I'll take what I can get. Yeah. And uh and and then uh so I get there, I cash in my train ticket. I'm like, yeah, got a little bit of money. Go up the hill. I go to register and they're like, oh yeah, Jill, Jill Weber. And I'm like, yeah, no, I was here to register. Like, oh no, you're totally registered. Somebody's paid your registration, Whoa. your food and your hotel. Wow. I don't know who. And I'm like, what? It was crazy. I was so, cause I, I just thought there was no plan B, right? I just took a step of faith. And if I was going to crash and burn, I was just gonna crash and burn, right? Wow. <laughs> but um, but then the cool thing was, you know, I had this 200 extra dollars, which probably is about like five British pounds. But you know, <laughs> I, I had some money left over, and uh, and so I step into the meeting, and all of a sudden I hear the Lord say, "Now give that money away." Yeah. So that it could be part of somebody else's story, and uh, so that's that's kind of a fun fun one where I kind of listened. I got some instruction, like I heard God say something. I took a risk because faith really is just something that you do to show God that you believe what he said, Mm. It's something that you do to show God that you believe what he said. So I took a risk. I took a step of faith. I prayed my little brains out all the way because I was kind of (laughs) scared and freaked out. And and I saw a great little answer to prayer. That's
0: awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's, That's amazing. Um, so really quickly before we finish, um, there's going to be young people listening to this who um, they've been they've been praying for a long time and they're, they 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 they're experienced in having that community um, and that conversation with God. But there's going to be young people who actually prayer is it's a bit bewildering to them uh, and it's, it still feels a little bit mystical. Um, so. What like practical steps can young people take to start having real conversations with God?
1: Uh, I'll say two things, super practical. Number one, get the Lectio 365 app. Um, yeah. And uh, so the great thing about the Lectio 365 app, it's short. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's short. And so I was like, so it's easy. It's an easy win. Yeah. It's like eight minutes, right? So, So for me, if you're going to build any spiritual practice into your mm. life, start something small and do it regularly you build the easy wins and you don't try and change your whole life do one thing do it consistently so and and it kind of takes you through but in the Lectio 365 app it teaches you how to pray scripture how to pray the bible yeah. and as you said Joel the psalms for you have been a way to has given voice to your heart before god and has taught you how to pray so i think yeah. um praying the bible is a way to learn how to pray So that's number 1 number 2 thing that's been super, super helpful for me. And I started it as soon. Well, I started it a year before I became a Christian, but then Christianized the practice. Um, I write down my prayers. I write in a journal every day and I, and I usually start just with a gratitude list and, uh, um, cause I actually, I've, I've there've been studies done that in terms of like resilience, when times are hard, one of the most effective practices for emotional health and resilience has been thanksgiving of course the scriptures are quite clear too about the role of thanksgiving in our lives to help combat anxiety uh, to take us into god's presence all of that so i do i write a gratitude list in my journal every day wow bum 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 bum, 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 bum. and uh and so that's just a great great start so if you did lectia 365 that's like eight minutes for a long one pete sometimes is a bit longer but hey it's pete <laughs> and uh um and then uh and then write a gratitude list every day on a piece of paper or on your phone or whatever. Um, uh, that, and then the latest spiritual practice I've just started is I'm making memes every day. <laughs> so I'm taking a scripture that is meaningful for me and I'm taking and I'm getting pictures off a royalty free website. And so I'm not like stealing copyrighted pictures and I'm actually making a meme as my wow. conversation with God in the morning. That's part of wow. my daily, daily spiritual practice right now.
0: I'm so. sure there's loads of young people out there who can definitely get on board with that last one. <laughs> They've got some really creative guys. You and... could
1: do, like, TikTok liturgical dances. Come on. You could do prayer dances oh, on man. TikTok. Why yeah, not? Yeah, Lord.
0: <laughs> Why not? Actually, like, that's really helpful. We've, we've talked about Lectio in previous podcasts, and we're constantly recommending it. So, guys, if you're listening to this, um, 100% go and get the Lectio 365 app. Um, yeah, we don't we we talk about it a lot because it's worth talking about a lot and it's going to be really helpful uh, and and Jill's second point there with journaling uh, that's that's an amazing thing to do and if you're wondering how you can start that definitely go and go onto the youth page of the Emmaus website uh, and if you're between particularly between the ages of 11 to 14 we have our Younger Youth Journal which we're yeah. designing specific for you guys um, as a way to Yeah, do just that. It's to read passages of scripture, apply them to your life, um, pray them into what you're going through, and actually just spend some time um, paused, but with God. Um, So go and check that out on the website. Jill, thank you so much. Can I ask you to do one more thing? Can you really quickly just pray for all of the young people that are going to be listening to this? Um, Yeah, just pray for them in this time and that actually this would be something which... Well, we're all going to get better at and we all we all consistently want to have more connection with God. So, yeah. Can you just pray for us before we sign off?
1: Yeah, yeah. Lord, I uh, Jesus, I, I remember you saying that you did only what you saw your father doing and you said only what you heard your father saying. And so, Lord, I just pray for all of us as we're learning how to practice the way of Jesus, as we're learning how to be your disciples, that you would help us to learn. You'd help us to notice where God is at work around us, that we could see what the Father's doing, that our eyes and our ears and our hearts should be open, and in particular that we would hear what the Father is saying and and so Lord um thanks that you just make it so easy for us lord sometimes our prayers all that have to be is like help or hi, or "ow" or thanks um and uh Lord, we know that you want us. We know that you want to see our face. We know that you want to hear our voice. We know that you want to talk to us more than we want to talk to you, which is kind of embarrassing. But, um, Lord, I pray that you would help us to really experience the reality that you want us. You want to talk with us. You want to hear our voices and see our faces. And that we make your heart glad when we're in that conversation and in that communion with you. So yeah, just help us with that. We pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Jill, once again, thank you very much. Um, guys, if you want to get in touch with us, do drop us an email at youth at dot and make sure you follow us on Instagram for loads of amazing fun things we do in the week. And also for our Sunday Instagram live that's E M M R D youth on Instagram. It'd be awesome to connect with you in that way. Um, And until next week, see you later, everybody.